Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, my friends. Happy Tuesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And what a great podcast we have got coming your way. I know they say it most mornings, uh, I'll be honest, sometimes I lie, but I can't tell you. I can't say, oh, this is an awful podcast. Don't bother with it. However, this one is especially good. Let me just go over stuff. Mm, yeah, mm, it's okay. Mm, well, that's not the best, is it? Uh, no, no. Oh, really? Oh. Sports bar. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a good podcast. Anyway, we begin with The Breakfast Show and the wonderful Laura Woods was joined by Ali McQuist and Freddie Flintoff. And here's Fred and Ali with their take on the return of sport during the COVID-19 crisis. I know that footballers are going back now, they're doing training one-on-one. That's fine, but that's controllable. All of a sudden, you start putting games on. It's not the 22 players and the squads. It's everybody else around Mm. that needs to be there as well. And I think cricket... I think they're just just sitting back a little bit, see what's happening. I know there's been talk if the international calendar returns, they're talking about maybe using two venues. I'd imagine Hampshire being one and possibly Lancashire being the other because they've got hotels, everyone can stay on site. But even for me, that sounds like a big risk. Football's no different from any other walk of life. We, we We can't go back to any form of normality until it's safe. It's simple. It's, it's not rocket science. I mean, we're not going to take a chance here playing games behind closed doors if there is a risk of somebody catching COVID-19 or a second outbreak. It's just not going to happen. So let's get, let's put that to bed immediately. Well, this is Drive Time with a slightly different take on things as Goffey and Durham discuss Palace Chairman Steve Parrish's plea for people to get behind Project Restart. They both agreed that football has got to make a comeback at some point soon. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some uh, some people on Talk Sport, even some of our presenters saying that it shouldn't even be talked about, and I can't understand why mm. not. And when you actually read, what I think they're failing to do is actually read and, and understand exactly what's being said. And I'll give you the, the Premier League statement at uh, the weekend, just before the weekend. Um, it's said that at a Premier League shareholders meeting today, clubs discuss possible steps. They talk about tentative steps. 
when it is safe and appropriate to do so. Premier League's priorities, health and safety of players, coaches, managers, club staff, supporters and the wider community. Uh, they also say they're liaising and talking to the PFA, the LMA, players and managers. They're doing all the right things. So all of a sudden, some ex-player to turn around on talk sport and say, oh, well, this shouldn't be happening. They shouldn't even be talking about it. Well, why the hell not? Give us a good reason why not. We talked about, I know we're going to touch on the cricket later, but the cricket boys have already said, well, we're used to being going away for long periods of time. So if it means we have to go into an hotel at a cricket ground, because they've got hotels at most cricket grounds now within the UK, the big ones, aid, and you can stay there, the test match is going to be played, and if they're all clear, and they're all... It doesn't matter if they socialise together, does it? If they're together on their own, playing sport, they're going to get close together. But if they're clean, it doesn't matter, does it? If you know what I mean. If they haven't got the virus, it's not going to affect them. And if the footballers, we've talked about this from the start, go into a lockdown camp, how are they going to catch it in a lockdown camp? Now, Jim White, Natalie Sawyer and Danny Murphy, or White Sawyer and Murphy, or JWF, anyway, you get the idea. They were joined yesterday by England legend Michael Owen for a look back at some of the highs and lows of his career. In an honest and upfront interview, Michael recalled the time he received a phone call from the Spanish giants Real Madrid, or Real Madrid, as Andy Brassel would say, and how his teammate at the time, Jamie Carragher, or Jamie Carragher, as Jamie would say, inadvertently made him sign for them. <clears throat> Apologies for the scat accent. I was in America, me and Jamie Carragher in the same room, and I was on pre-season tour, Rafa Benitez had just taken over, and I remember it vividly, you know, my agent phoning me saying, Madrid want to buy you, and I just remember putting the phone down after a couple of minutes conversation to him, and Carragher just looked at me, just, and he just said, don't do it. <laughs> and I said, why not? And he goes, you won't play. And I said, and obviously that was sort of red rag to a ball, that probably made me sign, actually, thinking I'm going to prove Carragher wrong. Um, <laughs> But no, it was uh, it was one of those things. It was a, I always say it was the it was a nice problem. How can you complain about a problem like that? I mean, but talk about sleepless nights. I mean, one day I was thinking oh, I can't leave everything I've always had, my family, my friends. I'm just I was born, you know, virtually at this club. I'd come right through the ranks. I'd have great memories. And then the next, I was thinking, but if you don't, you're gonna have sixty years of thinking what might have been. Look at that mm. team. Look at a different country and. Yeah. history of it and the stadium and everything else I just oh I was just it was it was the it was the worst problem in the world and if you know what I mean but obviously a, a lovely problem as well back now to Freddie Flintoff arguing with Ali McCoy or Macca about whether dodos still exist of course uh, in the old building in trap two doo certainly anyway it doesn't matter How about this one? Dodos. Dodos still alive. What? No chance. One in eight people. Well, not, not, I got Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Just all, all, cool your jets. Ali McCoy, <laughs> you jumped in there straight away. No chance. Please tell me why there's no chance there couldn't be a dodo hiding somewhere. There could be a dodo anywhere. He's been hiding there the whole no. time. Do, dodos are extinct. But did you, did you see the programme? primates last night about the the orangutan that just kind of found high up in the mountains no. this was brilliant it's going to back your case actually and kill mine so there might be a dodo i might be changing my tune but they found this a uh, 
it was the most magnificent wee orange orangutan that lived high up in the mountains that they didn't they didn't know about. It was a new new uh, species of primate, but they're obviously really really concerned because of the the jungle getting cut down and all that kind of stuff for for wood that this this actual this orangutan might be extinct, and it would be an absolute travesty and a tragedy because this wee thing was absolutely gorgeous. So I might be backtracking. I might have had a, I might have had a dodo in a tree next to it. Actually, more to think about it. <laughs> you know, it's it a big world. You, you can't you can't tell me that this is my logic on this, right? If you you can't tell me that somewhere categorically on this earth there isn't a dodo, you can't say that with hundred percent conviction. There could be one hiding in Amazon. There could be one in Burnley. You never know, do you? There could be a dodo. The world is a big place and we've not seen all of it. You cannot categorically tell me there is no dodo on this earth. And staying with The Breakfast Show, the seven-time Ryder Cup winner Lee Westwood talked about the possibility of playing the prestigious tournament later this year. All behind closed doors. I'm getting so bored of the behind closed Oh, we can play it, but behind closed doors. The Ryder Cup, the crowds make it really. You know, it's an incredible atmosphere. They make the atmosphere. That's that's what separates from everything else. The fact that the fans have chosen one side or the other rather than, you know, cheering for good shots for all the players. So it's a tough one to visualise somebody all in the winning port and turning to an empty stand with their arms in the air. You know, if there's one sporting event that needs the fans, it's the Ryder Cup, or certainly one golfing event is the Ryder Cup. Now, the Middlesbrough midfielder on loan from Sheffield United, Ravel Morrison. Or Ravel, or Ravel Morrison, or Ravel Morris' son, responded to Wayne Rooney's comments about him in his Sunday Times column on Jim White's show with Natalie Sawyer and Danny Murphy. Morrison, or Morris, yeah, you get the idea, admitted he should have achieved more with his career so far. Obviously, they're amazing comments for the person, especially for the player that he is. You know I mean, he's probably one of the best from out of England, if not the best from out of England. So it's high comments from a high player. But it makes you a bit upset, obviously, because I could have gone a bit further. Should have gone a bit further and hoping still to go further. But to the likes of Pogba and Jesse, I think both great players. I think we had a great team around the 93s, 92s, that area of our, of our years. If I was to move in the summer... I'm pretty sure someone from the press would bring up some negativity that happened 10 years ago as well. Obviously, it's my own mistakes, so it's something that I've got to hold my hands up and just to get on with. I would prefer not to, as it's because it was happening when I was 17, 16, and now I'm 27, but just for them. Now, would you believe it's something that's happened for the first time ever, and that's I've received the links from producer Tom, and they've actually got information written about Huxley and Jacobs rather than it just says... H and J. So I'll read it word for word. See what he's done. Over to Hawksby and Jacobs, his words, not mine. And this is Gary Williams, the football agent, filling us in on his proposal to complete the Premier League season in Perth, Australia. Which, of course, is the most ridiculous thing ever. That's the last bit is what I'm saying, not what Gary said. Have a listen. You'll make your own mind up. The reaction's been absolutely brilliant, mate. It was an idea that we'd come about, me and a bummy mate of mine, sitting chatting. He was telling me how good the Villa were going to survive relegation. And then we started discussing about whether the Premier League would go on. And then we thought about this idea. So I've ended up ringing up a few clubs and a few people that I know in the game. And we got a, a real good report back from it. So the next step was, was to go to the government here and see if it's a viable proposition to move forward. 
that was just Friday and Saturday, and then of course it's hit the news all around the world now and just gone mega. So I've had I've had major meetings with government today, and that's all been positive. Back now to Jim White and Natalie Sawyer. This is Sir Rod Stewart. Wow. Same Rangers are being bad sports, not conceding the title to Celtic. I laughed there. That was not actually fake. That's genuinely me laughing at a Celtic fan suggesting Rangers are bad sports, not con- not conceding the... What's he on about? I mean, wake up, Raddy. I think up. <clears throat> you know all the trouble that's going on up there. If the shoe was on the other foot, and this was Rangers, and Celtic were causing such a fuss, I'd be embarrassed. I would want Celtic to give Rangers the league. If they were 13 points in front with only, yeah. I don't know, eight games to go, I think this is such bad sportsmanship. It really does. It's horrid, you know. And I, I really mean that. I would. Even Stephen Gerrard will admit that Celtic overall this season were the better team, and we could have increased our lead with those last eight games. You're listening to TalkSport Daily. TalkSport's Ian Abrams has been speaking to Liverpool legend David Fairclough. Super sub, as he's known to you and me. Anyway, he admitted he spoke to Jurgen Klopp and said that although the German is frustrated, the Reds aren't champions yet. He's prepared for all possible outcomes. Dot, dot, dot. Especially if they've got to play the games behind closed doors. Oh, play the games behind closed doors, please. Yeah, I think he's frustrated. I think uh, certainly uh, the type of guy that wants to be very much involved. So this is, has been really, really strange for him. Um, but he's been planning for all kinds of eventualities. So he's had plenty to do. And I've seen online the, the regular morning sessions with the players. So they've been trying to you know, maintain that team spirit, the, the bond that they, they very much have all together. And I think that's where he seems probably happiest when he's when he's very much you know, involved talking to, to the players, even though it is, it, is, it is only online. Now, a new series on TalkSport up front with takes a look at the art of goal scoring, speaking to some of the best strikers in the game. Tonight, that's Tuesday from 7pm, Watford captain Troy Deeney is in conversation with Sam Matterface. And over the course of the hour, they discuss Deeney's early years in football, his career-defining goals and how he's dealing with his issues. Therapy is tiring. Anyone that says it's good fun is, is lying. It's a release. You do feel a, a lot of pressure and weight come out, mainly out of my shoulders, I find. But um, I'm very tired afterwards for like a day of just offloading and, and the, the emotional kind of hit that you take from it. But yeah, it's not for everybody, Sam. Honestly, if you, if you feel that you need to talk to somebody, I would always say try it and then go from there because, as I say, it's not for everyone. Now, former Rugby World Cup winner Matt Dawson joined his old questioner sport rival Ali McCoist on The Breakfast Show. He spoke about their rivalry on the famous quiz and the importance of keeping in touch with people during the pandemic. When I first did questioner sport and it was all a little bit sort of celebrity, oh my God, I'm, doing, I'm a captain on questioner sport. Coisty was always the one who sort of grounded me into making sure that you're um, when we went out that night in Glasgow and I realised that actually people from Celtic quite liked Ali as well. I wanted to know why. And it's because he just spent time with people. And, and honestly, of course, it's never, it's never left me. I, I'm, and even in these times, I think everyone now realises that 
whether it's a phone call, I'm doing loads of quizzes at the moment. I've got no idea where I'm going on a Zoom call. I'm just jumping into people's quizzes and saying hello to people. And you're right, you see their faces yeah. and they're, they're just it's lighting up because they're a rugby fan or they're a question of sport fan or you know, they're a Strictly Come Dancing yep. fan. Wherever they know you from, you see the face light up in it and it realises the power that, that those in the sporting arena, in fact, any kind of notoriety that, that they have a, uh, with, with people. So it's great to give it back. Yes, it's brilliant, Matt. And we've seen how much sport plays in everybody's lives, rugby as well, to a lot of people. How worrying is it for rugby at the minute? We're seeing football, the financial stuff, cricket, but where's rugby at, Matt? Yeah, I think, uh, Freddie, it's, it's going to be the same. Uh, I can't see it being any different than sort of more like more like cricket, possibly, than, than yeah. football. You know, football stands out on its own, doesn't it, with the finances behind it. They are, they are going to struggle. I was reading this morning, World Rugby have, uh, have chucked in £80 million emergency fund into unions around the world. The RFU think they're going to be losing 50 million quid. And, and in the sport of rugby, we just can't, it just can't cope with those types of numbers. I don't think they necessarily need to worry about finishing the season. It's getting the clubs back on track, getting the people, getting the sponsors, getting the backers, the players. I mean, everyone's got to do their bit, which they seem to be doing. And of course, finally, the real reason you've all tuned in to this podcast. Downloaded. Yeah. Same difference to the podcast is, of course, to hear the best bits of my show, Andy Goldstein Sports, by Monday to Thursday from 10 p.m. Now, last night's show was well, still not happened. You're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. They're not stupid, you know. They, they know you're recording this before the show on Monday. Yeah, here's what happened last night. We'll put right. 30 seconds on the clock, right? Josh right. can sort that out, and we'll oh. play like the yes and no game. But we'll have one question each, me and Jay, <laughs> and it's the first one that can get you to say like. All right? Oh, let's bring it on, lads. So don't, don't, here we go. So um, how old are you, Johnny? I'm 28. Jay? What do you do for a living? Musician. You enjoy it? It's great. Is it? <laughs> Is it great? It's like great boys. Oh! Just said it. <laughs> One nil. Johnny. One nil like. Johnny like. That's One your new name. Like. Johnny like. like. <laughs> we like Johnny like. You sound like a top fella. Yeah. Johnny like, what are you phoned up for? I just want to ask a quick question, Reed. Oh, it's not going to involve likes, like. But if animals could talk, which would be the rudest animal? Do you, do you reckon? It's <laughs> a great question. It's a great question. It's a great question. It's a great what question. Rudest... I, re- I reckon. I, um, well, I, a crow would be rude. I never look at a crow. Uh, I definitely like crows. Don't crows? They look rude. Don't they? Yeah. The way they fly about with their, they got an angry face on them. Right. The way the they f- they'll attack anything like. Oh. <laughs> Anything like oh, we love Johnny like we love Johnny like. What do you think? What do you think the rudest one will be, Johnny like? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's like oh, <laughs> boy, he's making us look like a mug on national radio. I love it. No, Johnny, we love it. We love it. Go on, Johnny like. What? What do you think will be the rudest animal, Johnny? Um, it's tough one, isn't it? Mm. Oh. Never really thought about it. You uh, must have done, because it's your question. Come on, Johnny. Uh, oh, something. What about a beaver? Yeah. What about a beaver? Oh, a beaver. A beaver would be poor. Angry beaver? Uh, you ever seen uh, an angry beaver? Like, oh, like, like. 
I'm trying not to see any more legs. Like. <laughs> Johnny, we think you're fantastic. Oh, it's lovely to talk to you, lads. Like. I just think, I think a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it again, like. Oh, wow, it's unbelievable. <laughs> well, that's it for another podcast. I think good work, everyone. Well done. Uh, pats on the back. In fact, I'll do it myself. Yeah, good work, Goldstein, on another outrageously good podcast. There you go. Told you it's a good one. As always, you can download previous ones or future ones, podcast that is, via Acast, Spotify or Apple Pods, simply by, well, do, I mean, if you don't know what to do, then more for you. You, shouldn't, you don't deserve to listen to it if you don't actually know how to download something. Having said that, um, it took me 16 hours to download a game on PlayStation 4 the day before I realised I wasn't online. Anyway, enough about that. Um, thank you for listening. I'll be back, of course, from 10pm tonight for more of the same with the fun boy, more sports bar action coming your way. In the meantime, have a good day. Be safe. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. And above all, gang, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. It is every other word now, isn't it? Me, I'm serious for it. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm out myself, honestly. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.